Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say a happy belated birthday to Kateleen, who turned eight on the 23rd of January. Happy birthday, Kateleen. I hope you had a wonderful day. After Red's visit with the AID, she and her mom talked about what happened, and Red could see her mom's frustration. Red went to her room and had lots of questions about why they had to move anyways. She decides maybe she needs to do some looking into things after she has a sleep. Let's see what she is up to. The Transfer Student, Part 4 A good night's sleep can change your perspective on anything. Red thought of how her mother would often say this as she woke up before her alarm and before her mother started calling up the stairs telling her to come for breakfast. I guess my mother was right, she thought, as she bounced out of bed to race to the bathroom before Blue got in there. He sprays water everywhere and always leaves a mess wherever he goes, and Red didn't like wading through it all. After washing and brushing her teeth, Red got dressed in her favorite unicorn t-shirt leopard print pants, and zebra-striped sneakers. Good, she thought. I look ready to start this new school experience all over again. This time, I am going to approach the day with a positive attitude. Red had a great sleep but it was full of dreams that changed the way she thought of attending this new school and the move to this new town, new country, and new planet. She was back on Mars with her friends, laying down in the outer rings, staring at the stars and talking, as they often did. They always dreamed of leaving the planet to explore other places, no matter how improbable that might be. Most of her friends would never get the chance to leave. Red didn't remember the exact conversation. Isn't it terrible how the tiny details contained in dreams slip away after you wake up? But she remembered her friends telling her that if she got the chance to leave, she should take it and make the best of it, that someday, somehow, they would reconnect again. It was this thought that propelled her down the stairs and into the kitchen, just as her mother said, Red, it's Brett. Morning, Mom, Red said with a smirk. Why, Red? You are up so early this morning, and you look so refreshed. Did you have a good sleep? 
Yeah, it was great. What's for breakfast? I'm almost as hungry as Blue is every waking moment, said Red. This morning we have the usual waffles and syrup, cocoa and juice. I added a dash of cinnamon to the waffles, her mother replied. Red didn't know what cinnamon was, but considering how hungry she felt, as long as it didn't taste like sardines, she would eat it. Sardines tasted so fishy. It's another beautiful day outside, her mother said. The sun is still shining, the grass is still green, and the trees are still changing color. She said as she danced around the kitchen, listening to some golden oldie playlist. So, other than a good night's sleep, what has got you in such a pippy mood this a.m.? I hope you have given some thoughts to yesterday's. Before Red's mother could finish, and before she could reply, Red's brother came running into the kitchen yelling, Mom, Red used all the toothpaste again, and what's for breakfast? I'm starving. Ugh. Red ran out of the house before Blue could cover her in sweet sauce or complain more about the lack of toothpaste, which she was sure he seldom used. She got to the bus stop just in time, and as her house was the last one on the route, the only available seat on the bus was again at the very back. She was forced yet again to sit in the bumpy seat, right beside Charlie, who still had a runny nose. Just as she positioned herself to squeeze in beside him and sit down, the bus pulled away and Red hit her head on the ceiling as the bus hit the same speed bump. Ugh. Arriving at school, Red was determined to make the best of her school day. When the principal greeted her in the hallway, she smiled and said good morning. She realized while walking down the hallway that people weren't really staring at her. Well, except for Charlie. But it was hard to tell because his glasses were all fogged up from the mask he was wearing. She took her seat in homeroom and listened as best she could to the morning announcements. Good morning, woodchucks, boomed Principal Burke. Today is Monday, a cohort B day. The kitchen has advised me to tell you that today's lunch has again been changed. Instead of hamburgers, you now get to enjoy meatloaf with bread, pears, and fruit cocktail. Today's snack is unchanged. Ugh, Red thought. What is meatloaf? Doesn't sound very interesting. And lastly, Principal Burke said with the added shrill of microphone feedback, there will be a meeting in the library after school for those students interested in joining the Solving a Mystery Club 
that's being led by Mr. McCaskill. Oh, that might be interesting, thought Red. Maybe I can make some friends. And I do like solving mysteries. And Mr. McCaskill does have a glorious sense of humor. The rest of the day went quickly. She controlled how loud she laughed at Mr. McCaskill's jokes. Her science and math classes weren't that challenging. But even so, she thought some review would be a good thing. Walking into the cafeteria at lunch, she found some people would stare and whisper comments about her choice in clothes, but she didn't let it bother her. She found a free table and sat with Rachel and Charlie, who also seemed to be interested in joining the Solving a Mystery Club. After lunch, Red kept her positive attitude as she looked forward to the after-school club. Finally, the school bell rang, and off she went through the labyrinth of hallways that led to the library. The doors to the school library were open, and Red walked in and saw a group of kids sitting around a table in the back with Mr. McCaskill. She saw that Charlie and Rachel were there. Hi, Red. Are you here to join the Solving a Mystery Club? Mr. McCaskill asked. Yes, I I think so, stumbled Red. I mean, I'm interested in joining if I can. (laughs) Yes, of course you can. I'm just going to wait another couple of minutes to see if anyone else comes in before we start. While we wait... Why don't you all introduce yourselves to Red? You've all been taking classes together for a while now, but Red is a new addition to our Maplewood family. Hi, Red, said Rachel, peering up from her book at Mr. McCaskill. We are in homeroom together and have had lunch in the cafeteria, she added. Preceded by a great big sneeze, Charlie wheezed out, Hi, Red, my name is Charlie, and in case you forgot, you always sit beside me on the bus to school, and we had lunch together in the cafeteria. How could I forget? I still have the bump on my head, and I'm sure I can feel a cold coming on, Red thought. Next to introduce herself was a girl with impossibly red hair and a face full of freckles. Red immediately liked her. Hi, my name is Alexa, but you can call me Lex. I don't think we take any classes together. Hi, Red, my name is Kurt. Let me know if you need anyone to show you around the weight room out back of the gym. That's where I spend most of my time. Thank you, said Red who was amazed at just how strong Kurt looked. Her arms looked larger than Red's legs, she thought. All right, then. It looks like no one else is coming this afternoon. If you know anyone else who might be interested, please invite them to come along. The more, the merrier. Many hands make like work, said Mr. McCaskill. Today... 
I don't have anything in the way of activities for us to do. My hope today was to see who might be interested in joining our little group. And instead of talking about our goals or what exactly we will be doing, I thought I would first give you your first assignment. Now, Alexa, I don't want to see that eye roll or hear you sighing, Kurt. This isn't homework. I just want to give you time so you can decide what we do together, continued Mr. McCaskill. So, what I would like you to do before we meet again next Monday is think of a mystery you would like to solve or something you would like to investigate and bring that idea with you next time. We can then decide as a group which idea we would like to start with, and I can help you with your research. Any kind of mystery? Rachel asked. The only restriction is that it can't be too big. We aren't going to be able to unlock the mysteries of the cosmos. All the way home, Red thought about what mystery she would like to solve or what she could suggest they investigate. And then suddenly, because sometimes inspiration arrives just like that, as soon as the bus pulled up in front of her house, she knew what she wanted to investigate. The AID. And now she might have the help of all the members of the Solving a Mystery Club to do it. As she walked in the door, her mother called out, Hi, Red, I baked some waffle cookies for you. Come and have one and tell me about your day. Red walked in the kitchen, grabbed a cookie, and said to her mother, I had a great day, Mother. I think I am going to really like it at this school. Just then, Blue raced in, saying he was starving and stuffed three cookies in his mouth at the same time. Ugh. And that's the end of the transfer student. For now. We hope to bring back more stories with Red and the Solving a Mystery Club in the future. If you like the transfer student, let us know. Thank you. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>